You're listening to the Grieving Mamas Club podcast, a space for moms who are on the wild ride of motherhood while navigating their grief journey. Here are your hosts. I'm Rashida, a motherless mom of a three-year-old and a one-year-old. Yep, that is two under four. And I'm Kara, a motherless mom with a three-year-old, an angel baby, and one on the way. Let's dig in. Hello, listeners, and welcome to episode 14 of the Grieving Mamas Club podcast. We are coming back from a little bitty baby break. We had Christmas, and then we had Kara giving birth to a beautiful, healthy baby boy. I will delay on giving his name and stats and all of that stuff and let Kara update us when she gets back. But for now, we did record two episodes prior to Kara giving birth to baby boy and we're going to air those now. They're both more than grief episodes because we figured maybe we should start the year off on a little bit lighter of a note and they're really truly about postpartum and going from one kid to two and just some lighter motherhood topics. We will be back to some of our deeper topics in February once Kara is back in action and ready to start recording again. But until then, we have I have two pre-recorded episodes for you. And also, like forgive my voice. I don't have COVID, I think. I tested negative on a at-home test, but I do have a lovely cold handed to me by Parker. So excuse me for being a little stuffy and gross sounding. So this episode right here, we dive into the things we wish people had told us about postpartum. Uh, Kara, when we recorded, Kara was a mere like four weeks from (laughs) giving birth to her second child. So it was funny to remind her of some of the wonderful nuances that come with giving birth. So yeah, please enjoy. Hey gals. All right. In episode 14, what we wish people would have told us about postpartum that they didn't, man, I have like a list going Rashida. And I just kind of want to touch on some stuff, but like, I mean, there's so much information out there that you're going to need to prepare for, but nothing ever truly prepares you for it. But I feel like we can. That, that I feel like I did so much with Dom, at least I did so much research on pregnancy and, and, and baby and delivery. Yes. That I truly had no idea what was going to happen to me and my body there afterwards. Yes. Yes. And I had one of my really good friends for my shower. She had a baby a year before, actually a year exactly before Dom was born. And she goes for my shower. She was like, Hey, I can't come to your shower. She had like something come up and she goes, but let me ask you this. Do you want me to send you something cute on your registry? Or do you want me to send you a box of the shit? No one tells you about. And I was like a box of the shit. No one tells you about. Like, well, sign me up, sister. Fuck yeah. I was like, what's this? We talking <laughs> sex toys? What we talking? Yeah, treasure so, box. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So so I received said box in the mail. <laughs> it is a giant box uh-huh. full of all, all of the postpartum fucking goodies. And she, she had put post-it notes on every single item and was like on the tux. She was like, put this in the refrigerator. You'll thank me later. Like these pads with wings oh. must, must have wings. Anyways, I was prepared for postpartum more than most because I had a 
sweet friend who was like, let me take your hand. Yeah. She's like, do you need another zip up sleep and play? <laughs> or do you want the real shit? Yeah. She chose the real shit. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh man, uh-huh. that sounds amazing. Did it at one time you were doing like the postpartum recovery boxes, weren't you? I was. Yes, I yeah. was for a little bit. Cause I am the queen of all like starting side projects and then being like, oh shit, I'm overwhelmed. Uh, so yes, <laughs> for a while I was, I had an Etsy shop of uh, postpartum packages that included all this stuff. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's a brilliant gift. It truly is. Okay. Yes. That's the biggest thing though, Rashida, you touched on it. It's like you spend all this time and worry and anxiety, at least for my case, about preparing for pregnancy. And you have all these apps about like what baby's doing and what position and they're the baby's the size of a fucking package of kale or something. And I'm Rutabaga like, or something yeah, stupid. I'm like, yeah. Which side note, we need to fucking normalize those baby comparison sizes because one week it's a cantaloupe. The next week it's a fucking rutabaga. I'm like, don't know. I don't even know what a fuck. It's like a kind of like strawberry rutabaga. Yes. I don't know. I, we no need to clue. normalize. Yeah. Zero clue. We'll put it in the show notes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, but there's so much focus on the pregnancy and the delivery. That was like the smallest part. That was the smallest part of this whole damn thing. I know. It it been postpartum hit and that's a motherfucker. You're just kind of really, truly left on your own. You're left on your own out there. You have your six weeks follow-up appointment, which is not enough, but you know, that can be a question. That can be a topic for another time. Anyway, the first thing I have on my list is your body will underline caps italicized bold, look wildly different after you have this child. So Rashida, you had <laughs> a vaginal birth and I had a C-section. I'm curious to know like how your body, in what ways your body changed. Like specifically, I'm talking about like the stomach area because that's like a big thing for me as a big like you know, I'm very self-conscious about that. So I'm curious mm-hmm. if you care to elaborate on that area. Yes. <laughs> yes. So my stomach has never been this. Like I, I had a flat stomach before, but uh, now I'm rocking it. I had a flat I stomach know. <laughs> not, not abs, but definitely like not what I'm rocking these days. And so I definitely have a mom pooch now. Uh-huh. What, what I didn't realize stomach wise is that, and I don't know how it is for C-sections, Kara, the same because your uterus still has to fucking contract. Uh-huh. So you still look very pregnant after yes. when you leave the hospital, like you still look about six, six months, months pregnant and that rocked my world. Me too. I don't think you have this with a vaginal delivery, but I had like a, it's called a binder. No, and... I didn't have the binder. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so you still just roll out looking six months pregnant. We're, we're both rolling out looking six months pregnant. I look six months pregnant with some additional padding because I've got mm-hmm. this binder on. But my stomach, I never like always kind of had like a fupa for lack of a better term. <laughs> I'll spade a spade. Got it. Yes. You know, but you know, like I was, you know, thicker in the midsection, but uh, she liked to drink and she liked to eat. So let's just but, say my midsection wasn't where I carried my weight. So like oh. I carried my weight and my thighs and my ass. Now I carry it everywhere, but okay. Evenly distributed. Have, yes. But, but I have a short torso anyways, and that just wasn't where I carried my weight. So when I say yeah. I have a flat tummy, that doesn't mean I was like model skinny or anything. It just wasn't where I, where I previously carried my weight. Now it's everywhere. It's even in my hair. <laughs> Or I feel that too. Okay. So the sounds like it just got distributed everywhere. 
And mm-hmm. so you, so you kind of left the hospital feeling six months pregnant. Yeah. I wasn't really like the best about like exercising and dieting straight after or at any time I'm out really afterwards. Yeah. I don't know. I, th- I feel like with C-section mamas, like you have, they are something called the, the C-section shelf and mm-hmm. it's kind of like where your, your scar kind of puckers out a little bit and you just have like kind of like a little bit of like an overlap. So I didn't necessarily have that to a degree, but I just felt like just extra chunky and just, you know, there's skin and, you know, you're just, your body fucking changes. And you're, I remember looking in the mirror and being like, what happened to me? You know? So it just Mm -hmm. wasn't, so just buckle Mm -hmm. up for that one. You know what though, Kara on number two, Uh I was so much more gracious with my body. Like I did not like at no point and I'm still, I guess quasi this to, to an extent, but in those first like six months at no point was I like, I'm not okay with my body. Like I immediately, like I did start, I started working out. We got our Peloton, like before I went back to work. So before 12 weeks postpartum, so I started doing Peloton Nice. before I went back to work, kind of kept into that. Oh, good. But at no point, and I, again, I'm not like back in the most fit shape either, either, but either, but at no point in my second immediate postpartum, did I look at my body and say, what the fuck happened? You're probably like, maybe you're like, a, yeah, something, ha- I don't know. There's something about the second baby that I was just like my body. I felt more proud of my body than I felt ashamed of it. Okay. Yeah. And it's maybe also a little bit of like, whatever. It's not as much of a shock maybe with the the subsequent pregnancies. And I think so. Yeah. And it's kind of cool right now because I feel like everything is like leggings and big baggy sweatshirts. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, if we could just ride this trend for a while, I we're going to be okay. Yeah. Okay. Next thing. This is kind of all over the place. I'm trying to go in order, but I think all over the place is fine. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Okay breast milk colors. So we both pumped. I tried to Mm -hmm. breastfeed. It just wasn't a natural thing for me. I just felt the, the latch wasn't my deal. It wasn't, just didn't work. I didn't love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I did pump and we supplemented with formula. I gave it the best I could for three months. And then I hung up the old pump and pump and stuff and, (laughs) and then moved Mm -hmm. on with my life, but you pumped for Hella's and not only for Hella's for two and a half, three babies. Uh, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> so tight. Two, two, two and a half babies. Yes, I did. I yeah. I also something about second babies, Kara. I'm telling you, something about and when you when you're pretty sure it's going to be your last, I think I just felt I went into this pumping journey uh-huh. differently than I went in with Dom. Well, because when I went in with Dom, I didn't know that I was going to be a pumper. And when I went in with P, I was like, I didn't I know that I'm going to be a pumper. So like straight out of the gate, let's do this. Yeah. And so I yeah, I don't know. I think I just pumped a shit ton. I really loved and I did it for Dom. I, I lasted for five months before we transitioned wow. into to fully formula. And then with PE, I went nine months and I probably could have gone longer, but I was feeding two babies full time at the time. So like, Oh my gosh. And so by the time my stash went down to enough to feed one baby, both babies were on formula part-time too. Yeah. Still feeding the two. And I, yeah. And I loved it. I that's amazing. So loved it. So when that was something that that no one prepared me for with the breast milk breast milk colors. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it would look blue. 
Sometimes it would just look like straight up leche, like drink me up. Sometimes (laughs) (laughs) drink me up. Yum, yummy. (laughs) Get you some of that yum, yum, alley belly. But yeah, it was like it would separate and like it would look like the fat on top. Yes. No one told me that. So the amount of Googling, I'm like, why the fuck is my breast milk blue? Uh-huh. Why is it separating? Is it okay for baby to drink? Like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, no one mm-hmm. told me that. Yes. I- yes. The world of pumping is for whatever reason, non-resourceful. Like doctors don't want you to do it for whatever reason. Nurses in the hospital are like, just get baby to latch. Even if you're like, I don't want baby to latch. And the exclusive pumping world, I joined a Facebook group called exclusively pumping mamas. That was my saving fucking grace both times. Okay. Okay. And I will link them in the show notes. And yeah, yeah I don't know why pumping is such a like and it's like, why is it hard for people to like get resources about? Right. Exclusively pumping moms. Exclusively pumping mamas. Oh, mamas. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking this up on Facebook right now. You know, are you joining it right now? Yes. Join pending. Okay, cool. It was extremely, extremely helpful to me. Okay, cool. Good. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I think that I won't, it is exclusively pumping mean that you don't form that you don't supplement with formula or no, just no, means no. You it don't, doesn't mean no, that. no mouth, no, no, no latching. It's no latching, but there's, those are, it, those aren't the rules. It, this isn't like okay. a serious baby led weaning situation. Like you are just a mom who pumps more than you maybe exclusively get on the nipple. Most of the moms on in this group are not nipple feeders for their own reasons and nobody's yeah. there to shame you. And so it's mostly exclusive pumpers who are also supplementing too. Cool. Okay, cool. Sounds mm-hmm. like it's just like a wealth of knowledge. Yes. I can get sweared, behind that. Sweared by that place. Sweared. Swore. Swore. Yeah. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> oh my gosh. I had such a good question, but I forgot it. So we're going to move on, but uh, we'll come back to it though. Trust, mm-hmm. trust and yep. believe. Mm-hmm. Next on my list is you may not have that instant connection with your baby. So mm-hmm. did you have that instantly? And the, or like that, that instant connection that everyone talks about so much. So I did, but here's why I With believe both? that I did. Yes. Or, uh-huh. Be, yes. But I, I think that is because I hated being pregnant so much that the release of not being pregnant made me like euphoric. So like, oh. I, I hate being pregnant so much that my postpartum periods are actually, I don't want to say a walk in the park. Cause they're not, I still feel like I've been hit by a fucking truck, but, uh-huh. but I feel like instantly more like myself than I had felt for nine months. And so I instantly feel great. <laughs> yes. Do you think that's, well, that's awesome. Do you think that there is something with when you give birth vaginally that having this being exit your body that that doesn't that like cause some sort of like you isn't that like you know sort of before like yeah, maybe before. maybe but I think I think I hated being pregnant like so much that they could have been like this baby is gonna burst out of your eyeballs and I would have been like okay <laughs> however you need to get this being out of my body like I did not have a birth plan for this reason so like <laughs> I hated being pregnant my doctor kept being like do you want to have a birth plan no whatever it takes to get this baby out like in whatever scenario we were in the yeah. end goal needs to be an alive and healthy mom and an alive yes. and healthy baby I don't yes. care how you get this baby out right same 
I think that I would have been just as euphoric had I had a C-section. Like, I don't think it was the, like the, the vaginal release or anything okay weird or chachi like that i just think it was i am not pregnant anymore and i can eat a turkey sandwich and have a whole lot of coffee and have a whole lot of coffee without fear and this baby i just think newborns are yummy yes so i bonded with both kids right away faster with parker i will say Uh like parker was instant Uh uh-huh they laid her on my chest and i was like yes yeah. <laughs> Dom, Dom might have taken, I mean, like an hour or two, like no more than like, yeah. I was more concerned about, I was more concerned about getting my turkey sandwich and my extra coffee. <laughs> and so I, but both times I was like, yes, hell yes. But I think yeah. again, that is just put up to the juxtaposition that each of my pregnancies, I don't know if I've ever been that depressed in my life, even having gone through all the deaths oh, I oh have my. been through. Oh, something wow. about Something about me in pregnancy just don't go. Yeah. Anyways, how about you? <laughs> HBU. No, <laughs> HBU. Yeah. No, being yeah. pregnant is so tough. And I really tried this time around to like enjoy it because this is supposed to be our last. And so I, you know, just wanted to enjoy. I tried to be as healthy as I could and exercise as best I could. I've stopped exercising because I've committed myself to doing like one thing a day. And that's either a load of laundry or walking. And I'm sorry, but we got to, we got to wear clothes. So walking Hell yes. hit the road. So anyway, but um, yes. I've tried to enjoy it, but I am at that stage now where I'm just like, I'm so big. I look like Shrek. I'm done. I'm done. You don't look like Shrek, but oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like him. And <laughs> so anyway, but with, with the connection, I'm sad and a little bit embarrassed to say, I guess that I did not have that immediate connection with Ellie. Like, you know, mm-hmm. everyone's birth story is so interesting because there, I don't mm-hmm. think there are two birth stories that are similar or right. there might be similarities, but everyone's birth story is so different. And with ours, you know, I was 40 plus one and, you know, I went in for a doctor appointment and they were like, when's the last time you ate? You know, do you have your bag packed? Is it here? We're going to have this baby in three hours. And I was like, what? what? I mean, yeah. So I, and I did like, <laughs> So like I it was almost an almost an emergency C because they took her biometrics and or her biophysical rather and like she was really low on amniotic fluid. They were measuring mm-hmm. her like super big. And they're like, you're having a C in three hours. And I'm like, okie dokie. And so it was like very that was not traumatic, but it was it was not traumatic and like it was just like scary and I was just thrusted into this and like mm-hmm. next thing I know I'm having the spinal and I'm rushing the <laughs> OR room and you know and it just was like it was crazy. So there was a lot going on. I didn't know what to expect. And Brian and I are such planners. Like mm-hmm. we like to know what to expect when can be somewhat flexible, just as long as we have like a general idea. And I had, mm-hmm. we, neither of us had any idea. So anyway, Ellie was born. She was perfect, beautiful. And it was, you know, great. But I was just like, holy fuck. What do now? What now I have to, what I have to, like, I knew nothing. All mm-hmm. of that research and everything just all went out the door. And then on top of that, I was like, I want to try breastfeeding. And it's like, mm-hmm. you're enough on your plates, sis. So <laughs> anywho, I did not have that instant connection. It took a while, honestly, too, because, you know, I went through some postpartum and mm-hmm. even though I was medicated and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. still felt it. Were you medicated 
before you had Ellie. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Me too. I was, <laughs> yeah, girl. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, was also, <laughs> I was also medicated ahead of having Dom and I actually had to. So I, I did not have postpartum depression in the like traditional sense. I had a shit ton of postpartum anxiety though, like debilitatingly so. And so oh. then I ended up like upping my meds even more after that and haven't gone down since then. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Live your life. I'm living my I life mean, on that high, high dose. No, I'm good with it. It is good. I'm good. good. <laughs> I, am, I am good with it. Okay. So, but talk to me some more about when do you feel like you did bond with Ellie? Because I think this is important. I think I want listeners to understand that this is normal. Like babies come out and moms are like euphoric. Yeah. No, she wasn't so euphoric. She like- was confused. Well, and- <laughs> well <laughs> but- <laughs> in your defense, in your defense, you literally were whisked into emergency. Sur- like you didn't even have, like, if we go through the stages of grief, you did not have actually time to go through any stage of grief or anything. No. Like right. you went from like, oh, I'm going to a doctor's appointment to <gasps> baby to, to, to major surgery. Yeah. To right. Right. Yeah. So having gone through all that, this is a tough one for me to answer because if I'm going to answer honestly, it took a long time for me to like truly bond and really feel that like I felt like being a mom came natural to me. Like yeah. I knew just like, you know, her every need, I was there. I knew what she wanted. I knew how to do it. I knew how to take care of her. But, you know, I don't know, probably like, oh my God, is it bad if I say like six months? But as the baby, as, as she got older, and especially as she continues to get older, like I am a toddler mom. Like mm-hmm. they're a little mm-hmm. bit more, you know, they're much more independent versus a newborn, obviously, but like mm-hmm. a little bit more independence there. They still need you, which is amazing and the most heart filling. A thing about being a mom or being a parent is that them needing you, but at the same time, it's also the most draining. So being able to be the like, it was hard for me to be her source of nutrition and Mm -hmm. source of need or caretaker, Mm -hmm. and not also do the stuff that I wanted to do. So I didn't understand self care back then. Mm -hmm. I didn't take time for me. I was just constantly Ellie, 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 Ellie. Yep. This time around, or or rather I should say, when I found out about self care (laughs) and Mm -hmm. in recognizing those triggers or those cues that I need to take some time off or I need to just go to Target by myself or go sit in the car in front of my house by myself mm-hmm. <laughs> while mm-hmm. I scroll Instagram. Yes. You know, yeah. um, if I now I can recognize that, but as soon as I did start to recognize that, that's when things started to get better. So mm-hmm. it took a while. Mm-hmm. So it's I feel terrible for saying that, but you know, I I don't think you should feel terrible. And I'm going to meet your vulnerability that you're sharing with us with this tidbit too, that I often feel guilty about, but I know that I shouldn't. I just know that I'm in a different spot. I enjoyed my postpartum with P significantly more than I enjoyed my postpartum with Dom. Like I enjoyed, I, and I don't, yeah, there's, there's probably more to it than like, I, there was something about her being a girl and me, yeah. me, me mourning my mom. I don't know. There was some, some la- deep layers of grief there, but I do sure. feel like I was much more obsessed with Parker faster and more mm-hmm. obsessed than I was with Damn. And some of that is, I agree with you, self-care. I was, so when I, yeah. yeah so it recognizing when I need a break and when I like, those are, that's right. going to 
that's going to come in handy for you tenfold this time around. I feel like with Dom, I lived in this, like we talked about this, this pie chart, this stupid pie chart where, where I thought I could like still prove to the world that like moms can be moms and still like badass and like working all the time and doing all these things. And so yeah. like, I like with Dom, I remember I was serving on a bunch of nonprofit boards. I was president uh-huh. and I, I went and gave like a speech and like, was that an all day event thing in February? So Dom was eight weeks old and oh. I was still, I, so I put on, so I put on my maternity fucking pants, my maternity fucking jeans and went to this event and spoke. And I remember feeling so like people were like, wow, look at you having jeans on. Like you just had a baby eight weeks ago. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I remember like thriving in that, like, and being like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Cause moms are cool. Like, look at me still doing shit. I'm not a mom who lays by the side. And I think that. <laughs> That though, all of that wrapped up in postpartum anxiety and all that stuff caused me to not feel as not like obsessed is probably not the right word, but like, I don't know, not as grounded in motherhood. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. That's probably sure. not right. But with, with no, partner, that makes sense to me. And I, and I was also like, I joined Weight Watchers after Dom also like eight weeks. I think like as soon as I got the like, okay to, to work out again, I joined Weight Watchers because I was hell bent on getting skinny again. Right. And I just didn't enjoy my maternity leave with Dom. I was work. Know, something extra was, work. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Something about it. I was just like, I was think I was trying to prove too hard to other people that I could still be the Rashida they knew. I don't know. Something about the second baby and Parker and I leaned all the way into like, don't fucking bother me. We're here. Like you're <laughs> lucky. Like you'll be lucky if I grace your presence in this situation. I'm not like I, I would I just, I crushed endless amounts of TV. I like sh- I crushed a lot of fucking TV. I held the shit. I held the shit out of Parker. Like, yes. and, I, and I also yes. think that like with, with Dom, I was reading so many things that were like, don't hold your baby. Don't do this. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. All first, mom, yeah. all first mom shit. Right. And with, with Parker, I was just like, nah, I'm going to hold you forever. Aval, Cause I have to, cause I have a toddler to run around after right. like it's, it's holding you is easier. And when down, I sent down to daycare and like Parker and I just like literally didn't leave the couch. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's really what it's all about. Like you're, you're already doing so much work. You're not getting a whole lot of sleep. Right. You know, and like th- that's enough in and of itself. That was something that I struggle with too is asking for help. I struggle mm-hmm. with that so bad. And so like seeing, I don't like my house is by no means like meticulous or, you know, clean. Okay. It's, it's picked mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. and, you know, we get to what we can when we can't, but I hate piles. I just, I just don't like, I let Same. stuff to be cleaned up. And so when stuff, my husband though, and true male unbothered Unbothered Mm -hmm. by piles until he's bothered. And then he's like, what is this? But up until then, I'm like, can you just output shoes on the stairs to go up? And can you please just take them up? No, everybody walks past them. Everybody meeting Brian, he just walks past them until I say like, honey, can you please next time on your way up? Can you bring up those shoes and the other shit that I have piled on the stairs for you? That's clearly your stuff. Yours. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's not mine. It's not Ellie's. It's your stuff. So it so anyway, I have a hard time when I was postpartum with Ellie, like just letting stuff go. So I was mm-hmm. in the ha- habit of like burnout. You know, you're just burnt out. Yep. You're you're pumping yep. your feet, you're feeding, you're you're changing their diaper, 
your, then you put them down and then you have to pump and then you get like 30 minutes of sleep. And then you start that cycle over again. Cause that whole fucking cycle takes two and a half hours. Yep. Oh God, I'm exhausted. Yep. Um, yep. yep. And that's another thing too. I think with Dom, I didn't, I didn't understand pump. I don't know. I just, I think that my postpartum period with P is like the stuff postpartum dreams are made of. Like, and I think it's because I had, I was in a different space in my mind. Like I was like, I'm here for me and I'm here for this baby. Right. If it ain't serving me and it ain't serving her, it ain't serving we like bye. for the first time ever. I was just like in today, I'm a mom. Like I'm, I'm, I'm keeping a human alive and God damn it. That is enough today. And that is enough. And I'm so glad you brought that up because I had a huge, huge identity crisis. Mm -hmm. I went from like to becoming a mom. I was like, I did not identify as mom Kara. Like mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like, let's have fun. Let's party. We're working. We're staying out late. We're traveling. Mm-hmm. I was working for mm-hmm. a company where I was traveling all the time. You know, just I was a dog mom leaned into that hella hard, but that was easy for mm-hmm. me because I grew up with a bunch of dogs, you know, like, mm-hmm. and it's different. But, and then when I had Ellie, it just, you are a different person. It changes you. Mm-hmm. And that was really hard for me to accept. And uh, so I think I mentioned this in another uh, past episode, it's something that still haunts me is someone said to me, I just can't picture you as a mom. It's hard for me to picture you as a mom. And I'm like, but I am a mom. I'm like, fuck you, dude. It was a dude who said that too. I was like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. And you know, I am a mom and it made me feel less. And, but at the same time, it was like recognizing what I was kind of feeling too from the Mm -hmm. outside. And it, that just hurt. But yeah, that was a hard, hard identity for me to own. But Mm -hmm. now it's like, I think this time around, hell yeah, bring it. Mom Kara's yes. here. Yeah, I you think know. stepping stepping into your second postpartum, it I have described it as it's all the feel goods about the first baby without with less anxiety. So like less like and granted, I guess I also one could say one being my doctor, I was more medicated heading into this postpartum than I was with Dom. <laughs> Whatever. Well, yeah. But I just, yeah, I just, I leaned hard into being a mom and I made no apologies for anything else. And I, like, I, and that came to that, that came to everything. It came to my body. It came to people you know asking what? things of me. People, yeah. I just was like, no, I'm, this is my body and this is, I'm a mom. It. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I just felt, I don't know, this, my yeah. second postpartum, I could go on and on and on and on because. My second postpartum is the postpartum I wish for all women all the time. That's t- that's so tight, Rashida. I'm so happy for that, and I mm-hmm. I kind of feel like I'll be there too. I think about I'm I am concerned about like postpartum depression and stuff, but I'll get but on some medi- that. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, but they have medication for that. And if you're concerned about it, it, I would actually say go on it as soon as you actually have the baby. Yeah, that's what I did last time, and yeah, that's what I did with Ellie. But I feel like. Well, anyway, this is spiraling, but I feel like the medicine that I was on last time, it like didn't really, it helped, but I probably mm-hmm. could use, maybe, I don't know. I need to talk to my doctor actually at the next appointment. I'll be like, yo, what can I take that wasn't what I took? So because then once you start, cause those first few weeks are a blur anyway. So like once your hormones start even getting into what would be considered postpartum depression, your meds would have been kicked in by then. Yeah. Right. Is the hope. Okay. Yeah get on something. All right. The next thing I have, no one prepares you for the amount of sleep you're about to lose. And I think everyone like kind of 
talks about that, like, or Mm -hmm. it's insinuated because there's something so little for something so little, there's a bajillion contraptions and they're all big and gaudy. And like, I feel like in the past couple of years, they've gotten like cuter with like more muted, neutral, general, you know, neutral tones. Mm -hmm. And, but they're still, they're still fucking big and it's still a lot. And they only use them for a couple weeks to three months. And like, and they don't like them anyways, to be honest. Well, they either, they do or they don't. And you're spending 400 Mm -hmm. fucking bucks on a mama Roo and they don't like it. And like, Mm -hmm. or a thousand dollars on a motherfucking snoo and like, they don't like it. So you're, I know I thought about the fucking snoo. Yeah. There's, it's like such a gimmick. Like all of these companies out here, they know that we need our sleep and that we love our sleep and they yes. will do anything to like tempt you and be like, spend $1,500 and your baby will be vibrated to the smooth, smooth sounds of classical jazz and crickets. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, then the baby doesn't like it because the baby is in your tummy for nine months and like that. So yes. Yeah. The amount of sleep that you're about to lose that sucked. But it, the only thing that got me through was like, this is temporary. This is temporary. This is temporary. And then it's, it's so it's- temporary, actually. Like it, it, like I didn't realize though, like how much I could function on four or five hours of sleep. Like Beautiful. you don't, you don't realize it. So like in those last, like in pregnancy, you sleep, I was sleeping like, woof, like 12, 13 hours until the end, which is where yeah. you are, Kara, where you are uh-huh. just waking up every effing hour to go pee. Uh-huh. And so again, I hate pregnancy. So like, I'm always going to tell you postpartum is better than pregnancy uh, <laughs> discla- disclaimer, but put up against the having to pee every two hours and having to like rock yourself out of your bed. Like you almost needed to get some like startup motion to like, yes, you know? yes. I have to like grip, grip the underside of my nightstand to like pull me up. I feel like yes. a geriatric person. Yes. Like you need the like startup motion to like get yourself out of bed. And then I would like, I just, every time I got up towards the end of pregnancy, I always felt like my uterus was getting like to fall the fuck out. So yes. I had to like stand up for a minute and like level myself. You can feel it move. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So you have to sit there and like love yourself for a minute and then you go pee. Then you have to put yourself back inside your fucking pregnancy pillow and yeah. then go back to sleep only to do it again. <laughs> only to do this whole rigmarole two hours later. Yeah. And so, so <laughs> put up against that, put up yeah. against that. I was like, yeah, I'll take four hours of sleep. Yeah. Of where you can sleep on your stomach. Oh, yes. how I miss yes. that. Oh. Four, hour, four hours of sleep and my hips don't fucking hurt. Like, yeah, yeah I'll take, I'll take that. I'll take that. Yes. So I think, yes. So you'd rather be bleeding, wearing a diaper do. Yeah. A diaper. Sorry. That's what we call diapers in our house. Diaper do's. But like, yes, we're in a diaper do bleeding, but you got four hours of sleep and you don't have to rock around like a turtle. Yes. That the bleeding, I'm glad you brought that up. The bleeding is something I don't feel like I was as prepared for as I maybe should have been. I didn't realize that you would bleed that much for that long or that long. And everyone's like, oh, it's like like, a, like two weeks. Bitch, try two months. It was two a months. solid was- six weeks for me. Yeah. And like you, you know, you start off wearing the, like the mesh undies, sorry, but they work and they're great. And it's, that's like mm-hmm. truly not like the the most mm-hmm. horrible. And honestly, that's not the most horrible part of be- of postpartum. Like no. it truly isn't. And like, and mm-hmm. like that was frightened me, you know, what antepartum, I guess, like pre-part, 
pre-partum and department, you know? Yes. No, no. In fact, I got, got a whole pack of diaper dues ready to rock and roll when I get home of the same like mesh panties because sign me up. And then you, you yes. do graduate to like pads and like lighter mm-hmm. pads and stuff like that, which is just mm-hmm. freeing in and of itself. Yes. But the amount of bleeding is ridiculous. It is. It is in my body. Like, so I bled for six weeks. I didn't bleed for two weeks. And then my period came back with then even with all the breastfeeding or all the pumping I was doing, my period came back at eight weeks, like on the money. And so, yeah, my body was just like ready to do this shit again. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. Just, She's like, do you want I another like, Stop. Yes. <laughs> no. So much, so much bleeding. No one tells you that. And you, so if that question, Kara, since you had yeah. a C-section, did you have to use the peri bottle then? You didn't have no. any like burnage. Nope. No. Nope. Vag, vag is intact and you know. She tight. She tight. Yeah, she- she tight. She's locked and loaded. <laughs> she's locked. Uh, the peri bottle. No one told me about the peri bottle. Yeah. No one told me that it would burn when you peed for uh, probably four weeks, as long as it takes your stitches to heal. Okay, so they you tear. They let you tear now. They don't. You don't get an episiotomy. Correct. You tear naturally with Dom. I tore a two. Okay. That is like out of so five. Not out of four. Yeah. So oh, okay. terrible. Out of okay. five. Maybe just five. I'm not sure. I don't either. Um with Parker, I like barely tore. Either way, I had to get stitches both times. With Dom, the epidural was starting to like go away. And so I could feel some of the stitches. So they had to like, oh. shoot me with something else before they could continue stitching me with Parker. I felt nothing. So it was good, but the burn, like the burns and you can feel the stitches down oh, there. Oh my. Okay. So the, oh, <laughs> it's a burning. And that's the best thing I could like correlate that to is like having like a yeast infection or something. Well, it's actually, it's, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Because it's like the, the uncomfortable. Well, the acidity of your pee is what's causing the burn. So that's why Uh. they give you the peri bottle so that you can essentially dilute the pee. Okay. And is a peri bottle, is it just water or is it like a saltwater solution? It's just water. Yeah, it's just water that you squirt as you pee. Okay. And then, so what else? So you talked about that, that this box that your friend gave you. So probably mm-hmm. a peri bottle in there or some of some yep. sort. I know like, I know Frida makes mm-hmm. mom Frida, which is like that angled looks great. Yep. Yeah. I know I, you said something about tux pads. What are tux pads are for hemorrhoids? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. And they feel, they feel, so you put them in the fridge and then it's like sitting on icicles. Oh, it's nice. Okay. Okay. After cool. after you've pushed baby out, your bottom is not okay. I'm sure. I'm sure. It's so swollen. It's so not okay. So the tucks just add a nice cooling, yeah, treatment. Mm. Oh gosh. What else is in this box? Pads with wings. Uh huh. Uh huh. So that they secured to those granny panties. Yes. Granny panties is also uh-huh. in the box. Like, like a pack, like oh. I'm talking, I'm talking six pack of like hangs that you get. I think I have some on today. No, I have regular underwear. The six <laughs> pack of hangs you could like get from the dollar store probably. Okay. That, like come up to your belly button. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't be afraid if you had to throw those away because you should, probably should throw them away. Yeah. After postpartum. <laughs> yes. That's, that's in there. There were like socks with grips on them because the hospital floors are cold and uh-huh. you want to. Yes. Is there like any sort of like cream? Are you putting creams on your badge? No, but I did have nipple cream for your nips. 
like lanolin. Mm-hmm. I use that stuff as chapstick. It's great. Yes. Oh, so I've done that too. I, I use like a mama, mama nature or something like that. But yeah, that the nipple cream, what else? That might be it. I think that was it. So okay. all those things, all those things okay. that you are ill prepared. Oh, a nursing tank top. Oh yeah. Because nobody told me about nursing bras for whatever reason. I, I had a nursing tank top, nursing bra, but that doesn't do shit for you when you're pumping. Cause you're no correct. So, so correct. this time around so I, I bought had a, a pumping bra. Correct. Yeah. Correct. That will hold those shits in place. Uh-huh. The phalanges so free. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. A hand a hands-free pumping bra. Yes. That. Let's see. Yeah, no, I think that that's all the like postpartum things. That's wine. really nice. Wine. Oh, yeah. I needed it. Oh, yeah. Cause you can. And a turkey sandwich, apparently. Oh, yeah. Mm, and sushi. I with with the C section, you no, know, you're pretty much sent home with the mesh panties. Mm-hmm. Um, and you are sent home in a binder and I lived in that binder and I mm-hmm. actually still have it. I don't know why, but uh, I kind of get it out for old time's sake, like a girdle. Mm-hmm. It's not like yes. that mm-hmm. at all, but yeah, the binder I lived in it, it just made me feel so secure and just like comfortable. And it was totally like my security blanket. So um, what does the binder do? I think it just holds you all back in together. Okay. Okay. It just you did. Yeah. You had a major surgery. Yes. Yeah. And so my, my incision, like you can't even see it now. My, mm-hmm. my doctor, it was so funny because after I, you know, I had my, my, my surgery, like all the nurses would come in and like, look, like check my incision. And they would be like, Oh, you had Dr. Philpot, didn't you? you? He did. He does like a great job. Like he's like Ooh. renowned at the hospital to do a good job. Anyway, so anywho, my incision is you know, just as about as wide as like the top of my pubic bone or so. And mm-hmm. then, but really, I think it's like, I don't know exactly because I haven't bothered to completely ask questions or figure it out because I'm kind of scared. Some people say that like they take out organs and they move stuff around and then to get mm-hmm. to the baby, which I don't know is entirely true because I feel like all of your organs get like pushed down and back towards your back and like babies in the front. doesn't matter. And they're, and they're also like your organs are everywhere anyways, because there's a whole baby in your system. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows what's going on? I'm not looking and I'm not asking, but, but that binder just kind of helps, you know, put you, make you just feel put back, back together. together. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. So it was my saving grace. Did you have, and I know we need to wrap up soon. Did you have postpartum cramps? Still, oh yeah. Though? Because your oh, yeah. uterus, your uterus was getting smaller regardless. So I am here to tell you that those are worse with every baby. Fuck me. Those sucked. They were, I was, I, yes, they are oh, worse got- with every baby. And, and Rashida, I just thought about something that was like, I remember like, you know, they come in and they like massage. Did they do this for you? Do they massage your, okay. They would do that for me. And it would, I would just be like, oh, and you're on pain meds. It just hit me that I was still feeling that amount of pain on pain meds, which is like some good shit. Oh, it's still, I am here to tell you. And I apologize that those are worse post baby and apparently and apparently they continue to get worse like with every kid you have i don't know what i guess your body can i don't know i have no idea but i was told before i had pee that they would be worse and after i had pee they were not and not not so bad and like that i was like wanting to die or anything but like every time i'd be like oh okay yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's some bite here yeah those the yeah those are that sucks yeah but you know i i yeah. 
That's good to know. Thanks for the heads up. That's something yep. like that. The other thing I didn't know. You're and, welcome. And, like someone told me in the ho- before I went into the hospital, they're like, after a certain amount of time, you have to ask for more pain meds. And mm. I forgot that. And so I felt uh, it was the day we were pa- day we were getting ready to leave and I, we were packing up and stuff. And I took a shower and I was just, like something, I just, the pain meds wore off and I was in tears, sweating from the pain about ready to pass out. And I was like, Ryan, you got to look at my incision. What's going on down there? It feels like there's metal shrapnel ah! guards jamming me. And he, he's, he's like trying to like look and like look at it and he's like everything looks fine and so we called the nurse and i'm like i'm in so much pain and she was like oh your pain meds wore off oh boy and then she double dosed me up and sent me home and i tell you what i was seeing rainbows and unicorns and i didn't know where i was but i was riding santa's sleigh on the ride home that's like, <laughs> 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 <was> great <laughs> but ask for the pain meds <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. Yeah. I think we co- we've covered everything except for aside from hair loss, which I didn't really experience that so much. Not good. Uh, gosh, I but. had terrible hair. I had terrible hair loss with P. Uh, yeah. Not with Dom. Second time around, terrible hair loss, but I, meh, it's fine. Right. Right. I feel like I it, feel like it, it, your it sucks body's for like such a, a month. fucking train wreck. Yeah. And your body's such a train wreck in so many ways that I was just like, okay. Right. Right. Good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then it's like the regrowth where you have like the, all the wispies and stuff. And it's like, yep, yep. Hey, can we just be done with this, guys? Can we just mm-hmm. can we just move on with our lives, please? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. That does it for everything that what we wished people would have told us about postpartum. Yes. Good luck yeah. to you, mamas. All right, gals. Thanks so much for listening to the Grieving Mamas Club podcast. When times get tough, just remember you're a badass bee, and you got this, mama. Woo! Thank you, guys.